0: Now that cities are opening back up, there's a lot to look forward to. Good thing Amtrak has convenient downtown-to-downtown service with spacious, comfortable seats that take you and your loved ones to enjoy things like live sports, concerts, museums, plays, weddings, hair salons. Let me say that again, hair salons. Small talk with strangers, going back to the office, that can wait. Ah, the city life. Just an
1: Amtrak away. Find your route on the Amtrak app or on Amtrak.com. Many of us, if we're being honest, have given up hope on good sleep. But why? Well, if you're like me, you've tried everything, and nothing has helped, so if we're not going to sleep well anyway, why try? That kind of thinking is so 2021. It's time to rethink our nights and days, and demand more from our sleep. Talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more. Uh Uh-oh. I, that sound i wish you could change the like the person maybe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can i'm just not tech savvy about it no? maybe not you know
0: um i had a friend who used to have uh one of those be, before everybody had you know uh, uh you know satellite apps on their phone to yeah. get directions and stuff you know like uh google maps and stuff uh and and people would put those big garmin things on their dash yeah so he had one of those things um but he got the Mr. T voice <laughs> and it was just awesome. It's just turn left. <laughs> and if you missed a turn, he's like, turn around, man. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> What's your prediction, Clover? Like <laughs> Pain. I predict you need to take a left on Broadway,
1: go three blocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. It's uh, good it's to, to be back genius. with you, man. Yeah, man. This is a brand uh, new segment, a hilarious
0: <laughs> Arbiters of, what is it?
1: Bad taste. That's right. <laughs> I think it's good taste. I'm not, you know, but it's maybe to a lot of people pretty bad. You know,
0: I think we are going to have a surprisingly divisive opinion <laughs> about last night's film. Yes. Uh because you and I tend to agree so much on, yeah. on, you know, these things. Um, but uh, we should tell people what, we're, what we watched. Yeah. First before, so we're reviewing we movies
1: it. every month and yeah. uh, what a way to kick it off. <laughs> I mean, real seriously, what a way to kick it off. Rocky IV, <laughs> director's cut. Seriously, <laughs> some new scenes. We're going to talk about these new scenes. And uh, I mean, if you haven't watched yeah. Rocky IV, I'm not sure where you've been. In your life, I
0: mean, you may have you figured- know uh Shannon kind of watched it with me last night, <laughs> and she she has no memory for it, you know. Yeah. So so she was like, So do you actually recognize because I hadn't watched it and I don't I don't even know how long. Yeah, me too. And she, she and, and she was like, So did you recognize what was new and what was I was like, Oh yeah.
1: Most oh definitely. yeah, I
0: knew yeah, I knew every <laughs> second, every word that was every Every little cut that that was nuanced yes. in there. And sometimes they were
1: really little too, so, you know.
0: Sometimes they were. Sometimes and, and uh, sometimes they were so small that I questioned the necessity of putting <laughs> them there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some scenes were legit. Other scenes, um, you know, the, the guy I felt worst for was Paulie. Yeah. If you went into this movie and, and either you, didn't, you weren't a big fan of the other movies, so you didn't really remember the characters that well, or this was your first Rocky experience, which, if, if Rocky 4 is your first Rocky experience, <laughs> let me apologize to all of you. <laughs> that should not be your first Rocky experience, no. you know? No. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt bad for Paulie. Because if you went into this, like I said, without watching the previous films or just not being a fan, so you don't recognize the characters right away, you'd have no idea who this guy is.
1: It's true. (laughs) Who
0: is this guy and what does he do? (laughs) And when they're walking to the the final fight and Pauly has this emotional heart to heart with Rocky, you're just like, where is this coming from? You have no background about him. No, there's nothing. You get, you get nothing from him. And so anyway, I felt bad for just his character because in the movie, it has zero arc in this yeah. cut. Yeah, it does. He has yeah. nothing to do. And, and his one moment to kind of shine. And you also have to remember, he was nominated for an Oscar for, in the, for the original Rocky. Right, right. So this is a guy who can act. And he gets this one moment to act <laughs> in this cut. And it feels really awkward because you're just like, "What is? Who is this guy? Yeah, why is he hanging on? around Rocky? You know, yeah. Yeah, you think he's
1: just some bum hanger on guy. There's which a lot he kind of, of is. He kind of, yeah, but but, but you more gotta, to it.
0: Yeah, but you got to, but you know, you got to get this build to it. You know, yeah. Because his arc, and you know, when you get to finally to the the film Rocky Balboa, yep, which is technically what rocky six six that yeah
1: five was like the tommy gunn one i think yeah it's <laughs> terrible but by
0: the time you get there you have such heartbreaking moments with the paulie character
1: yeah
0: where he talks about how all his memories of of adrian and stuff like that are bad because he treated her bad right right so he just has all this remorse and regret around these memories. So he doesn't want to relive those memories. So this is a character that has a lot of profound depth to yes. him. And the, one of the big reasons I bring that up first is because I thought his character was emblemic of this film, mm. that it has the least depth of any of the Rocky films. <laughs> but it's so good still. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i I you know uh, when I was watching it again last night i I, I told Shannon this is the m t v version of Rocky, yeah yeah, you know, uh just i mean because there's at least two music videos in this film. Completely. you know what I mean? I like full-
1: on songs the whole way through, yeah, and I and love them
0: <laughs> they're they're fun songs. But it just shows how... So, I'm going to go right into the criticisms. All right, let's film, do it. Okay? I'm just going to tear it apart, and tear then apart. we can talk about what's good. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, this movie has so little to stand on that it is completely dependent upon your nostalgia for the other films. Right, right. And it shows this again and again by leaning on... Footage from the previous films, or repeating things that were said in previous films, and so I—I I, I guess at this point, Rocky had so little to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that we just had to repeat what we had in other films, and then fill up the space in between those moments with music videos (laughs) which which really does the film a disservice because it has the potential of so many things and that's that's why i think that's why it's so recognizable how much this movie falls short because you know sylvester sloan goes back and he re-edits the film and he adds this extra footage and it's supposed to add depth and clarity to the film I don't think it really did any of it. I think I got <laughs> everything that that was said in these extra footage. Yeah. I think I already got that in the original cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so while it was maybe a little bit interesting to see some of the footage that was cut, it would kind of just prove that there was a reason it was cut. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't know? that necessary for the film, you know. Yeah like no we got it we got we get it. it
0: you know we didn't, we didn't need an extra scene of you talking about it yeah. i i wanted extra scenes i wanted lots more scenes of people just talking yeah yeah believe it or not people that's where the rocky movies really do well
1: it has a lot of it's, heart yeah
0: yeah when people just have heart-to-heart conversations those are the great moments in rocky movies you know and yeah the the fight scenes and and they can be exciting and they can be exhilarating and and things like that but you know the reason rocky 1 was nominated for oscars wasn't for the great fight choreography and things like that it was because the film had so much heart and it was about characters and it right. was about people and their lives and and overcoming extreme obstacles and you can tell by this movie by rocky four you know just by how they hype the drago character yeah how they make him this indestructible superhuman being (laughs) Yeah, that they've really taken rocky as far as he can go as far as that kind of story arc goes of like overcoming the odds right now we've gone into cartoon and it really plays out Especially the final fight, I gotta say, yeah. to me it played out like Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like King yeah. Arthur and the Black Knight. You know, mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was like how much damage can a person do and right. still keep standing? Yeah. And it, it but the, the way it came off silly is because there was no boxing. No. There was because there was. You didn't see any skill. You saw two guys blatantly putting their heads out for the other guy to punch. Yeah, You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah. Hey, you hit me and I'm going to hit you. Okay. Yeah. okay? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see who falls down first. You know? <laughs> now I don't want to sound too woke, <laughs> but to me, this movie is emblemic of the problem with Sly Stallone and that's mm. toxic masculinity, the toxic mm. masculinity that he embraces and he embraces in the culture of these films. Yeah. All right, to, to to extra prove the point that there's no way anybody could take even a handful of those punches in real of life.
1: Course. Yeah.
0: To pr- to prove that point and to and to demonstrate the toxic masculinity involved in the culture of Sylvester Stallone's films, they have this thing where they 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 stand there and take punches. On set, you know, and and you probably know this story really yeah. well. Where Dolph Lundgren, you know, Stallone's like, "Punch me." We all got to go through it. Yeah, we're gonna stand here and take a punch. Dolph Lundgren punches him, and Sly ends up in the hospital, and they have to stop production for a yeah. while because <laughs> one punch from Dolph Lundgren <laughs> puts you in the hospital. Yeah. So the only realistic part of this movie is that Apollo dies from getting punched right by Dolph Lundgren that many times. He <laughs> yeah. dies right. and he doesn't even make it through two rounds and he's right. dead. Of That's course. the only realistic part of this movie.
1: Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of like, I was telling Michelle, I was like, I mean, there's just no way, like, you could survive anything like this. Like, no. like, like, the first round would be over. Like, it'd be like an actual Mike Tyson fight back in the 80s where the guy gets destroyed through the ropes, and you're like, well, that was a good 35 seconds. You yeah. know? Like, that's basically what, but it's a movie, you know? Like, you know,
0: like- Yeah, it, it is a movie, but, uh, it, it, but you know, we, we're four movies into this now, <laughs> yeah. and we're just like, all right, you know. there's only one moment that i can think of in any rocky movie where where defense yeah is highlighted and that's rocky three right when rocky turns the tables on Clubber lang turns the
1: tables on him yeah
0: and he actually bobs and weaves yeah and uh you know uh away from a bunch of punches from the the now tired Clubber lang which is another great Part about that Rocky Three movie is that it showed that clever Lang was exhausted after throwing his best punches in th- in the third round. He was too exhausted to right. keep punching right but this Rocky four thing <laughs> has him go what fifteen rounds? Does it have him go the full fifteen?
1: It goes the full thing to the end, <laughs> yeah, to the end <laughs> to the end,
0: and they're still punching like oh, they're man. in the first round, yeah, you know they're not just like we've all seen boxing if boxing goes yeah. 15 rounds nobody's punching hard no you're just no. looking for an opening to try and score a point here and there people and are holding each other the the they're time. clutching yeah, just, all the time yeah you're dancing you're you're yeah. holding each other you're slow dancing <laughs> i always want to put on like some really romantic
1: music yeah you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> like not much happening here they're just trying to survive at this point both people yeah exactly exactly you know and to the
0: movie's credit. At the beginning of the 15th round, it, by then, it, 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 it showed that Dolph Lundgren isn't such a bad guy. Right. He's also, he's like a Russian Rocky, you know? Right. He wants to go the distance. He wants to be the best. Yeah. And he's come up against this guy, Rocky, who, you know, he, he describes as, he's like punching iron. He's you not know? human. He's like a <laughs> yeah. piece of iron. <laughs> so now he's come up against you know this yeah. great mountain to overcome the only thing that could have saved this movie to me all right let's oh, hold on i gotta set this up too okay the speech at the end i know i know i've seen a lot of people changing here tonight <laughs> if i can change anyone can change at no point in rocky four does rocky change no Let's just get that straight no, right now. Change. There's no. no character arc to this, no, to this, no, no. To this person no. in right. He doesn't start at a place of not wanting to fight and then fighting and then you know, not wanting to fight anymore. No, no the whole way through, the, the, only, the only excuse they ever give in the movie to not fight is because it's dangerous. Right. It's not because they've grown as human beings. <laughs> yeah. It's no. not because they've become like the peaceful warrior. Sure. You know? Sure. It's just that their wives are scared for them. They are.
1: But I, you know, I thought actually there's a lot of themes in there. Okay. From, from my point of view, watching this at this age had a different feeling for me than watching it in my thirties versus watching it in my twenties in the sense of like, I understood the themes more of this kind of warrior theme that Apollo had like, Hey, I'm nothing if I'm not a fighter, you know, going out of the spotlight. I think yeah. this sense of feeling irrelevant, if you're not on top or people aren't paying attention to you, is very relevant for today's culture of people who often feel irrelevant if nobody's watching their videos yeah, or liking, liking their things. Their, like yeah. you know and I was like, I can see that parallel on some level, you know?
0: Here's what's interesting, okay, so I've been. You know who Jordan Peterson is?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I can't go down that road right now because I'll yeah. take up the rest of I our understand. conversation. I understand what that all, means, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, so, but what I the reason I bring him up is because uh, I've talked to a couple of people recently who are big fans of his,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can guess that I'm not.
1: Yes, that's why I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Just so you
0: know. So. To me, he embraces those parts of toxic masculinity and things like that, that I'm, I'm really against. So, but there, there's a lot more to it than that, but, and I don't want to go down it right now. But what I want to say is that when people have told me what they get out of what he's saying, I'm sitting there thinking, you're getting that out of it because you're already a better person than, he, than his philosophy is.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense.
0: So you're already a better person than this movie is. So you're able to get that from it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this movie doesn't really explore that. I agree. It talks about it. It does. It mentions it, (laughs) but it doesn't delve into it and resolve it and give us any kind of alternate hypothesis. Right. You know, uh, so, having said that, here's the only way the movie could have been successful to me, and there's no way to re-edit this except for like computer generating everything. Yeah, but it's in the 15th round. Drago and Rocky both decide to stop fighting.
1: Ooh, yes,
0: I like That's the that. only way. That's I like the only that. way that this movie is a- would be able to resolve any of its malfunctioning you know, people and give them actual growth. Show, demonstrate that anybody in this movie has grown at all. Right. One iota,
1: you know? Yeah. I think it's the mentioning, like you said, like there's a lot of themes also kind of like nationalism. Yeah. And, you know, this united America versus Russia and almost like at this point in time, people are galvanized together as Americans, against Russia. Mm-hmm. I and mean, then, like, in many ways, looking at it now, Americans are galvanized against each other in many ways. It's so strange. Like, we had yeah. this patriotism feels different then versus now in the way it was mentioned and stuff, you know, type of thing.
0: I, I still think most Americans think they're anti-Russian. Right. But I don't know if they know why.
1: <laughs> I agree with that. Totally.
0: And... It's interesting that we had a previous president that actually encouraged Russian hackers to hack into mm. you know the 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 DMC you know right. uh, yeah, and and to uh I said that wrong I'm thinking run DMC anyway to hack into <laughs> the Democratic Convention <laughs> and to Hillary's emails and stuff like that <laughs> so um and, and, and so we, we've had uh, uh, that portion of the country that I think would normally be the most anti-communist, mm. anti-Russian, now actually supporting somebody who supports Russia meddling in our elections. Right, right. At least vocally.
1: Right, right. It,
0: you know. Yeah. And you say it out loud, you say it on international television and web streaming and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know. It, it, but but people are still supporting the person who supports Russia, who supports right. them hacking our stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird time to be alive.
1: It is, it <laughs> is. And I watch that, and you see any like '80s movie, and this is like indicative of '80s movies. There's so much of like us against other countries, like yes. that Americans unite. It's kind of this red dawn thing, this. Patriots, you know, it's made fun of in funny '80s movies and stuff. We're patriots, but it like meant something different versus now. It's like a strange version of patriotism. It's like a weird rabbit hole version of it. It's like, well, you you're part of you're technically American too, but like, I don't like you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because (laughs) there's so much distrust. Yes, in our own country and in our own neighbors. Yeah, if your neighbor has a different political point of view than you then they're the enemy now yeah oh yeah uh my younger brother is doing his uh doctorate work in musicology so it would sound it sounds kind of weird but he's actually um because of the subject matter that he's been doing he's actually been doing an extreme amount of study about communism russia interesting all that all that stuff um because the you know the arts and politics are you know so interlocked yeah and interwoven and and this rocky 4 movie uh shows that you know we were we were at the height of the i, I can't remember what year rocky 4 originally came out do you remember? i was looking
1: up all the rockies action i, I cuz i remember the first one was 76 and the second one was 79 yeah it was in the 80s at some point i just it
0: had to be mid 80s yeah um, I mean, you you know it's the mid '80s by the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, which you know. I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of the soundtrack. Yeah. I know some people are like, "This is so cheesy," but man, I mean, like, really into
0: it. <laughs> so, if I can give any, you know, the, my first positive that I'm gonna really okay. give my 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 first real positive okay. for this movie is that I went running this morning with my wife, and just without even wanting it without asking for it the the workout music from the montage (laughs) just starts playing in my head and you know if anything's gonna um inspire somebody to get in shape just watch the rocky movies man watch it man Just, just and and you can fast forward through everything except the training oh, yeah. montages just oh. watch those training montages <laughs> and you know and you're you're gonna be like
1: yeah time to go running time to know? get this going <laughs> even like part three was like the clubber lang deal and when he goes to like you know basically the hood and he's training yeah. like that's a am- that's kind of when the montage really kicked off you know yeah and then they just try to like supercharge it in four and be like we're gonna make it medieval like we're gonna contrast <laughs> like this medieval training versus this high technology yeah, russian training you know where he's getting juiced <laughs> <So> like <laughs> the steroid <laughs> shot was the best i was like look at the steroid shot
0: yeah which once again you know is another one of those things where they mention it but I mean, steroids are a huge deal, of course, in in all sports. You know, yeah. Um, well, not all sports. I don't know of any basketball
1: players juicing. Right. But you know, in, but they in a make lot of inference sports. to it, like just through the scene, and you're thinking, like, okay, you're supposed to know. Okay, this is why he's superhuman, kinda like because he's, yeah. he's juicing. You know. But they well, don't. We discuss- know of
0: a lot of real reports of. Um, you know, Russia just being really guilty of this over right. years. I, right. don't, I don't think they're unique, but they might be uniquely um, guilty. Yeah. You know, while other countries yeah. might, might dabble, they're really into it. They're at the buffet, man. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and at least that's that, that. those are the things that, you know, articles I've read in the past about that. Uh, oh. I think I was reading some of those articles, especially when the um, uh, Armstrong... You know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. He got all of his medals taken away and stuff like that for, for juicing and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Which is an interesting discussion in and of itself, you know, oh. to be like, uh I mean, if everybody's doing it, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, for sure. Sports are, we're in a, we're in a really strange time for sports too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to see where sports has come and where it's going because, you know, uh, it used to be race was a huge thing in, yeah. in sports, you know, mm-hmm. to try and be like a black person in America and, and actually get onto a professional team and yeah. Um, so civil rights sports was a, has been a stage for civil rights. It's been a stage, uh, more lately for like LGBTQ equality, you know, who can race and, you know, um, uh, you know, how many male hormones can you have before you're, you know, not a female contestant anymore, I guess is one of the questions people are asking. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of room in these movies to, to go into that and and for like this rocky movie to actually talk about that but it never does it just shows the yeah. scene yeah and and then you're supposed to infer that from that scene these people are bad yeah even though the american fighters are juicing too
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly and then there's an aspect of like you can see that drago was just a puppet for russia and yeah. and you learn in the later movies that after he loses, he essentially goes into tr- extreme poverty with his son. And it's a big fall. And I, I did like that they, in the later one, that they discuss that you know, with his son and the whole emotional thing with Brigitte Nelson's yep. character abandoning the family and the whole thing. They try to give him more depth in, But in 4, it's kind of like, OK, there's something going on between Drago and the government. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, CBR, yeah, CBR. You know, I, I
0: guess I just want too much out of these movies. <laughs> I'm one of these people who just, I guess, when I go into them, I've already invested too much into the into them, and I'm always walking away disappointed. In that yeah. latest Creed movie that had Drago and his son in it, yeah. No offense to anybody, okay. Because they're all capable actors but the creed storyline in that yeah. movie i found just boring as hell <laughs> it's not the fault of the actors maybe right. it's the fault of the writing the directing i don't know what fault it is but the only interesting part of that movie is drago and his son right and unfortunately i mean if you were to combine all the moments that they are in it together i mean you're probably in it for like 20 minutes That's true yeah So they're not given the time, but I mean, from what you just said, you know, uh, he's, he's the face of Russian sports and then he loses to Rocky and then he goes into extreme poverty and the wife abandons the family. Isn't that the story you want to hear about? That's a great story, man. Like that is the story we want to hear about. We don't want to just get you know, just have it mentioned. Yeah. You know, we want yeah. to actually see that story. Yeah. We want a Drago movie. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Come on. <laughs> once again, you know, no offense to any of the actors because I think I, I like them all, like Mike, Michael B. Jordan and everything like sure. that.
1: Yeah,
0: great actor. Awesome choice to play Apollo Creed's son. Right. The first Creed movie, I was a big fan of. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, uh, the the second one though, I just felt like once again. Kind of like what I said with Rocky Four where they had taken the character where it needed to go already. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go, so you have to make it kind of cartoony. Right. Right. I felt that about the whole desert training montage for (laughs) for his character for the Adonis character. I was like, well, this is really silly and cartoony. I did I thought
1: the same thing. I was like, this is like a recreation, but in a bad way. Like not that good. Like.
0: Yeah. He's supposed to keep running on this desert highway when that's like the most unhealthy thing he could do. <laughs> yeah, it takes all sports science and throws it out yeah, the window. It's
1: like, uh, it's okay. Yeah.
0: Which goes back to my point about this last fight in Rocky Four. Uh, they they try to show how Rocky has trained to become so tough, right? But guess what? There's no training for concussion. <laughs> There, there's no amount of training you can do yeah. that will stop a concussion once you've been punched that hard in the head. No, that's no. <laughs> so, so this training montage, it's really been pointless. After <laughs> the first time he's been punched in the head.
1: Yeah. You,
0: know? <laughs> you can't, I mean, maybe that, I, you would know better than I can. Is there some kind of training I can do to toughen up my forehead? <laughs> no to make it harder no. against
1: punches <laughs> no and i think you either have some some guys have great chins and girls who yeah are, you know and they i think that's just they just do you know there's just you have like yeah, they're tough, like a they're great, tough to they're knock out tough. they don't get enough some people are so hard to knock out it's like man they're taking massive punishment but yeah. i think those people are really rare Those are rare people. I mean, you're going to go get put to sleep real quick with one massive punch, you know? Yeah.
0: You know, there's a footage from the first Creed movie Yeah. where once again, they do the thing where Michael B. Jordan has to take the punch. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's knocked out. Yeah. He flops unconscious in one punch. (laughs) Because if you're punched by a real fighter who knows what they're doing, you're out, man. You're out. It doesn't matter how big and how tough you are. You get punched in the face, unguarded <laughs> by somebody who really knows how to punch.
1: You're out. You're out. Yeah, I love this side but You You're like, you really want the realism behind it. I think I want that too. But on some level, I'm just like, <laughs> it's okay that it's like not real on some level because, you know, it's just, it's just entertainment. But I get yeah. the, like, I also was sitting and saying the same thing. Oh, he'd be knocked out with one punch but then on the (laughs) other hand there's something about maybe my childhood and the feeling of like you want these big comebacks these kind of like these big stories and I know a lot of people that are not like us like they just want a movie where things get blown up like they don't care about the plot they just want things to explode all the time I can appreciate that sometimes but I also want some story with it too you know yeah, I you know, I want characters
0: that I can invest in. And sure. they don't have to be. I I'll mention the lethal weapon movies.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Those are really cartoony.
1: That's completely.
0: <laughs> you know. But the chemistry between the characters in those movies yeah. is so great. And the fact that um the uh, Murtaugh is that his name? Yeah, that he's almost dead at the end of all of them,
1: like everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, you know, it at least displays a little bit of realism to where it's like, yeah, he might have survived that, but he's in a lot of pain and he's in the hospital, <laughs> right? You know, and he's, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so you know what's but- interesting is like. That was the criticism of like the man of steel and some super like it, like Zack Snyder created a movie that were like, Oh, Superman killed somebody. And actually, like there was all this collateral damage, like people died, buildings were destroyed. Where in other like a lot of movies, you have to suspend your disbelief. Like, nobody dies in these big fight scenes. Like, there's no humans that die on the side of the movie, yeah. no building falls, and nobody dies. And stuff, and you know, I think it's like, do you want it to be like more realistic, like real life, or do you want it to be like a fantasy to take your mind off your reality? That you know.
0: Yeah, um, that that's interesting. You bring that up because maybe my criticism of Rocky IV is so harsh because I've got uh, you know um, what, what what do you call it superhero exhaustion?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I do. Yeah, I do. I saw the Eternals and I was like, man, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> we watched as a family. We watched uh, Shang-Chi recently. I didn't watch that one. Uh, it, you know, it's it's worth watching. OK, um, it's fun. Once again, all the good moments happen outside of the action sequences. <laughs> and, and, and that is not a criticism of the action sequences yeah. per se. But let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So we watched this movie and you've probably seen by the previews that they have, you know, the bamboo construction material fight scene on the side yeah. of the building. Well, it's cool and all, but then I show my kids, Jackie Chan did this 20 years ago, Yeah. you yeah. know, and he, he did it without computers and he yeah. did it, you know, blah, 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 um, and it was way cooler because we've had this discussion before where special effects can have, can, can I, I don't want to say something so blanket as do one of two things, but for the most part, what I see them do is one of two things. They either enhance creativity or they take it away. Yeah. Because we'd rather see something superhuman happen then something human and creative happened. And that's where I'm gonna bring Jackie Chan back into this because we watched the Shang-Chi and then I showed my kids because they didn't remember them very well. I was like, do you guys remember a movie called Rumble in the Bronx?
1: Oh man.
0: And they didn't remember it that well. So I was just like, let's, I just want you guys to refresh your guys' memory just one fight scene. And it's the fight scene where he goes to the the gang's kind of hideout place. And he starts with just fighting the gang leader on the pool table, but then it turns into an all-out brawl. And he's fighting right. everybody and he's, he's not superhuman. Right. The punches hurt when he falls down. You feel so much pain for Jackie Chan when he falls down and he, yes. you know, and, and you see the pain in his face and probably he really did get hurt. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> because he's doing it, you know? He's doing it. Um, But the creativity in those fight scenes is so off the charts. I mean, in that one fight scene alone, there's more creativity in that one fight scene than in all the fight scenes of all the Marvel movies put together. Yeah. In DC. By far, DC.
1: Of course.
0: DC is so uncreative with its (laughs) superheroes' powers. So... I mean, at least Marvel is actually uses characters use their powers in very creative ways. Yeah, in know. ways that oftentimes you weren't expecting them to be used. And I applaud Marvel for doing that because DC hasn't done that a single time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. Um, but once again, with with Rocky, once again in Rocky Four there's no great strategy like there was in Rocky three right. or Rocky. Uh, is it the original or the second one where he decides to train Southpaw or, or the opposite? He just he's a Southpaw and he decides I to train the, the opposite to one, throw Apollo know, yeah. off.
1: Yeah. I thought it was the you second know? one, but maybe it was the first but
0: one. It's been a long time, but yeah. in one of those he trains yeah. opposite to what he normally is yeah. to throw Apollo off his game. So there's a real strategy there for Rocky right. three. They have a whole game plan of yep. how they're going to take, you know, it's gotta be speed. You can't stand toe to toe to him. You right. can't take yep. those punches. You've got to use defense. You've got to use, you know, all this yeah, stuff. They
1: broke them down, you know, a real they
0: a... Skill set. They, and Rocky actually becomes a fighter. Whereas That's before right. he was an athlete with tremendous heart. Right. Rocky three becomes a fighter, right. You know, right. he becomes a chess player, which, which is what all the good boxers are. That's exactly right. <clears throat> And in Rocky Four, there's no strategy. <laughs> the strategy, is, this to, a strategy. <laughs> is to become invincible. If you train yourself yeah. to become a superhuman being, <laughs> which is impossible to do. You can't do enough training to become superhuman, oh. <laughs> to be able to take that much damage. There's no amount of training <laughs> that can help you do that. So there's no strategy. There's no strategy at all. Uh, (laughs) so so it's just very interesting to see you know that to me lack of creativity once again yeah in in this rocky four movie where it's just like rocky's just a blunt instrument to hit and be hit
1: yes what do you think about (laughs) apollo's character like i i always love apollo's character kind of the showman the guy who talks a lot of trash you know is from like Perfect. you know he's just i just love his character but i also love his intensity yes you know when he's like there is no tomorrow yeah you no know, just all this like this raw emotion like guys like us rock you know we're born like this yep you know this its in us you know and it's like i felt that when he yes said that.
0: even if you don't agree with him you feel right you know he believes it and he, he believes, believes it. it was something it's so, something that's so deep inside of him. Yes. It's not a surface level conversation. It's not like Rocky's speech at the end. Uh oh, change. <laughs> and you can change. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Nobody changed. People just either died or got beat up. That's the only thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and and I appreciated that Apollo he pays the consequence for not changing he, does. he pays the con that's right but rocky doesn't that's the problem that is <laughs> rocky doesn't change and there's no consequences no, he, for it he,
1: yeah he keeps winning <laughs> yeah. but apollo so, puts it on the line like he's like he knows he has a wife and he has kids one of them he doesn't know about apparently yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that but like and he the still other kids are never mentioned again yeah but he still <laughs> moves forward with it he's like listen man like like in the scene like um and he you know like we got i gotta stop this fight he's he's like don't you stop this fight no matter yeah. what happens no if matter you're my what. friend yeah and i felt that too i was like he meant it he knew death was a possibility you know
0: and, yeah and um the speech at the funeral that his trainer gives yeah you know a warrior has the right to choose how to live and how to die right and that was a pretty poignant moment you know where where you realize that yeah apollo he in that moment when he told rocky not to throw in the towel he was choosing how to die yeah and whether you agree with it or not it's still a poignant thing because he believed it so intensely and that's yes. the thing that's the thing about either a great hero or a great villain in movies is that they believe something with such intensity yeah, that all of their actions for good or for ill come from that belief. Yeah, That's why Rocky's character is so terrible in Rocky IV because <laughs> he's got no beliefs. <laughs> he no. is somebody who's just being carried along by the story. And you can, you can point to different scenes, like when he has an argument with Adrian on the stairs and he's yeah. telling her, I'm going to do it. This is who I am. But
1: he's just echoing Apollo. He is echoing. He's a puppet for Apollo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's, he's, he's bought into Apollo's thing. So he has no thing of his own in this movie. Whereas yeah. in pre- prior movies, he had real motivation of his own, real character arc of yeah. his own and in this one he's he's just not even a real character really
1: yeah <laughs> you know yeah he, like he's like he gets carried in the movie quite a bit whereas the other actors actually pull it together you know? and yeah. even even Drago's character even in all the silence there's something there this acting yes. in a weird way you know of like i'm being controlled people think i'm dumb but i'm not you know like this whole yeah. thing. There's more to there, me than
0: what you're seeing. In this edit, they, you know, they actually showed him wanting to speak for himself, but right. the other kind of Russian ambassador guy interrupting <laughs> and speaking for him. Everybody's speaking for him.
1: Everybody's speaking
0: for which him. Which actually is, is one of the things that, that was stronger about this movie when when he has that moment, you know, once again, really cartoony. He picks up the guy with one <laughs> arm. <laughs> And you can tell he's he's tell he's being held up by a wire. Yeah, you it's can, so obvious. Exactly. It's so obvious. And for one the, have you ever tried to pick something up with a boxing glove on?
1: No, it's impossible. Pick it's slippery. Up,
0: let alone a, a human being by the neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. You can't even put on your other boxing glove when you have no. one boxing glove on. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. You know, <laughs> but he turns around and he shouts at the Russian premiere or whatever. He's like, yeah. "I, you know, I'm fighting for me." You know, and so even though it's silly and a complete cartoon, it still has a little bit more poignance in this movie. Yeah, that that his character has a little bit more of an arc in that in that way. And when he, when he tells Rocky at the beginning of the 15th round to the end.
1: To the end, yeah.
0: You know, it's really echoing the sentiment of the original Rocky movie. Yes. It's not about winning or losing anymore. It's about going the distance. Yep. And once again, even, you know, I suggested an ending where they stopped fighting. Yeah. Well, what if there was an ending where they didn't stop fighting, but neither of them won? Right. And it was a draw. Yeah. Like the original Rocky movie. Or you no, know, the original Rocky movie Apollo actually won but yeah. um uh but you know they they went the di- he went the distance. Rocky right. goes the distance. Um You know, once once again just a much that's a much stronger ending. We've already seen that ending, so maybe it's not that strong anymore, okay. but we've also seen Rocky win already. We don't need to see that again. Yeah. Um, once again, the Rocky Balboa movie, uh, much stronger movie because he, he, he goes a distance again, he loses again, mm-hmm. but it's not about beating the opponent. It's about, you know, him proving to himself that he can still go the distance, right. you know, and, and, and what a stronger message than I can still punch <laughs> me punch good you know (laughs) me punch you harder than you punch me yeah that's the real message of rocky Four. me punch harder than you punch
1: and great music videos i'm telling you man the music is a highlight for me simon it's just a big 80s like when he's in his car after talking there's no easy way out there's no shortcut home You know, and like Drago's like brooding, he's sweating, and he's like in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is like everything I love about this stuff. <laughs> like- <laughs> I mean,
0: stylistically, the, the movie scores a lot of points. It's got yeah. a lot of style. It's a lot of style, yeah. And there's that style over substance argument right there. Yeah, This movie has more style than any of the other Rocky, Rocky movies. Yeah. It's got a very specific editing style, music style, um, uh just visual style. It, it's so specific that this movie just really stands out in the Rocky franchise. It does, it does, you know. So uh the, re- the other Rockies have an aesthetic, like the first two Rockies, especially when he's still kind of not, you know. Yeah well off and he's not in the mansion he's not wearing the super nice 80s wardrobe (laughs) they have that inner city philly that's right you know rocky balboa returns to that Mm -hmm. aesthetic you know and they have they they have that aesthetic but this one is just flash flash
1: flash it's flash you know (laughs) i mean it's indicative of the time period too a lot with that it is it is flash greed and mtv rocky (laughs) Right. And you almost wonder, I at least I wonder, and it's kind of like you see Rocky in the mansion stuff, and you you say, I at least I thought to myself, like, he shouldn't be there. Like, this is not him. Like, so, you know, he came into the money, but he was not like a money guy, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to imagine somebody like Rocky wanting to live in a palatial estate. yeah. Yeah. You know, a nice house. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe for security reasons, maybe if you're that big of a star, you need some kind of sure security gated community or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, I mean, it is realistic, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know any boxer who's had that kind of success who doesn't, you know, live like that. Of course. Yeah.
1: Just Rocky, so, like his whole persona is like this dopey guy, kind of. It's yeah. like, I don't know, like, is he... Supposed to be wearing a sweater like that? <laughs> it's like, you know. yeah. it,
0: it it's never addressed, but it should have been addressed in those later movies that somebody's dressing Rocky.
1: Yeah. He's not dressing
0: himself in anymore. no
1: way he's dressing himself, man. Because he <laughs> like...
0: used to dress like he was he was the white member of Run DMC. <laughs> He you had know, he had yeah, the hat, yeah. he had the leather jacket, the jacket He'd walk yeah. around just bouncing a rubber ball everywhere he went. You yeah. know, he's a real simple guy.
1: It's like somebody's like weird uncle walking around the street kind of or something like that, yeah. you know, but going to concerts, <laughs> it's just like he wouldn't be wearing this designer like, you know, like sweatshirts, these goofy things and stuff. Yeah. Like there's a power. I love that scene. He's like all this money and all this stuff. It doesn't mean a thing. You know, it's, it's like exactly. You know. Yeah. And I love that line, too. I was like, man, the, man, Carl Weathers delivers such a passionate scene every time he's in it. He, no, he's, I don't know why he wasn't a
0: bigger star or right. hasn't been a bigger star than he, right. than he was. Because, I mean, not only is he super handsome, right? he's buff, he's ripped, but he's got the intensity of the acting chops, chops. to really carry. Yeah any movie like and and he shows that he has great comedic chops in uh <laughs> yes, arrested happy development
1: arrested development happy gilmore yeah I mean, it's hilarious man i mean he
0: he seemed and and in arrested development he seems to really show that he has a great like he seems to be a, a pretty humble yeah person with a great um yeah. sense of humor about himself because he's playing himself as a guy who just moo- mooches
1: off of everybody and, <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> i mean he may have tripped up when he did Action Jackson in the '80s. That may have, that may have been a problem. <laughs> like... Maybe. Do <laughs> you think that
0: sabotaged his whole career? Maybe a
1: little bit. I mean, I remember watching. I was like, I I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, he's somebody
0: who played opposite the biggest action stars of the time. Right. He he played opposite Man, Arnold. Predator. He played our opposite Stallone. Yeah. He should have. And I mean, once again, I don't want to sound too woke, but the only reason I can think of that he wasn't a star of his own movies is that he was black. Right, right. <laughs> he's every bit as handsome and charismatic and he's a better actor than oh. both Arnold and Sylvester Easily. Stallone.
1: So. <laughs> he makes you feel something in Rocky Four and all those like serious, like those scenes when he's in, he's like, you just feel the tension. Like he believed there was real tension between like the russia and he's like no we can't let these guys come here and show us like we got to do something about this roger's like well you know hey man
0: maybe it's okay you know maybe uh, maybe they should hack hillary's email
1: i don't know i'm gonna drive up to my my (laughs) statue you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm gonna throw my helmet at it you know? <laughs> you know what was really funny you know at the beginning of this cut of the movie they rehash rocky three right right and and i'm assuming they're showing they, they decided to do this to solidify the relationship between rocky and apollo right um because if you don't remember that then it's hard to imagine you know to buy into all this stuff, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I LOL at the scene and I didn't remember it being funny to me, uh, when I watched it when I've ever watched it before, but when he walks, when he drives up his motorcycle to yeah. the statue and he throws his helmet at it and it's this really intense, emotional moment. And then he has to walk his, his motorbike yeah exactly it. yeah. <laughs> He's kind of, it's just kind of this like <laughs> walk the bike back so that i could it's like yeah. couldn't they have staged that a little bit better so, so that I he could have just guy. driven away without having to I... walk it back awkwardly <laughs> I mean, it really <laughs> uh, it would have been a real easy edit to just cut out yeah. the walking back part and just yeah. show him driving away
1: i know <laughs> I wasn't sure what the decision was. It's Just like walking, i like, "What is?" I saw that too. I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "Okay, yeah. well, a new." Yeah, man.
0: I was like, follow up this intense emotional moment with, "Gotta back up the old bike." <laughs> <laughs> and, um. I. I've I've been to, the museum steps mm-hmm. where that's filmed. Yeah. I don't recall there being a way to ride your bike up and down, but I, 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 it's been a long time since I've been there. So yeah. maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but that seems like one of those movie lie moments. Yeah.
1: I've been yeah. there too. And I, I don't think there's a way to go. It's not, yeah. <laughs> you know, they put something there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: My siblings and I all ran up the steps, you know, we all did the whole thing. We all did the whole thing. Right. Know, we
1: but that's like, you get those great, like actually seeing that, that collage of stuff in the beginning from part 3 actually made me want to watch part 3 again. Yeah. Because I Which, Mr. T's character is incredible. I thought <clears throat> in that movie, man.
0: That movie I mean talk about once again like Mr. T isn't, isn't an actor with a lot of range. Right. But <clears throat> what's amazing about Mr. T is that he's probably as a person, he's probably the worst person Rocky fights. Right. He's just not a great human being. Right, right. (laughs) But he's also in the right when he challenges Rocky to the fight and he says that he's been dodging him. He's also right. And so he's so it's hard to really hate him, but at the same time, he seems like such a mean, yeah, mean individual that doesn't have many redeeming qualities to him. But in real life, Mr. T is like the nicest man on the planet. (laughs) <laughs> he is so full of positive energy he's mm-hmm. so opposite the clubber lang persona yeah. yes that it's really an interesting thing to to see him in that movie and then know what he's like in real life
1: uh, that's i always find that amazing about anybody who acts and they're able to perform and take on these personas and yeah. that are drastically different than who they are as actual people living in the world for that it's a tremendous thing because like i mean i really hated him in those movies i just i couldn't stand (laughs) them because you know when you're especially when you're a kid and you're watching like i want rocky to win yeah yeah (laughs) but they did their job they made you feel like he's the villain and he needs to overcome losing the title to this guy trash talk adrian Hey girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, woman. Real hey woman. Hey woman. Hey <laughs> woman. Hey woman. get come over tonight with me and give a real man. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> oh man. Mr. T. Um, if it weren't for Apollo, he'd be my favorite guy that Rocky. Yeah. Fought, but Apollo you know,
1: endured. It, it's like when Apollo died, I felt that back in the day when I first saw it. it was like, I can't believe Apollo's dead. Yeah. Like this is crazy. Like It was
0: a real moment. That that was one of the scenes that they did re-edit, yeah. And it was interesting to see that they re edited it, they to make it go by faster, so yeah. that you don't blame Rocky as much,
1: yeah, yeah. In this cut
0: exactly. for not throwing in the towel because That's it right. seems to happen so much faster than yes. it did in the in the original cut of the movie. It really goes slow, and so you yeah. have all this time to blame Rocky for not throwing in a towel. Like, throw in the towel,
1: man! What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it's an exhibition, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but in part, of, exhibition. This doesn't happen in exhibitions like this. Like, no. I mean, are you serious? I mean, James Brown's coming out there, and I'll, that was another thing. Yeah. You know, I live in America, and I oh, thought man. that whole scene. Like, I never thought about it in the past the way I thought about it now. That whole yeah. scene. Because it was just like, it was just strange to me, honestly. Like, it was. You juxtapose it with how things are and kind of the cultural things going on now, with James Brown, with a perm, and all these dancers. <laughs> I live in America. Oh man, it's so, good. It's so good. He's so good. I mean, it was awesome. Like I'm like dancing to it. I'm
0: like, oh baby. Yeah. <laughs> You want to make a baby to that song, but I you mean, don't, you know.
1: New York City, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta,
0: L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's, um. I mean, that's where the movie falls short once again, though, because it it builds up all of this great potential for messaging about nationalism. False nationalism, <laughs> false I should nationalism, say. False nationalism, yeah. False nationalism, this false pride in where you're from. It never addresses that the americans who booed drago i mean i mean the russians change and start chanting for rocky right for some unknown reason
1: yeah i I, just like all of a sudden
0: it's it's really phony it really you know when you're when you're a little kid it makes sense because you're a kid and you're dumb yeah but as a grown-up you're just like well this this is kind of silly yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is really silly but it did remind me of a moment very recently uh where the golden state warriors go and play against the brooklyn nets and the crowd's cheering for steph curry and they're chanting mvp for steph curry which steph curry talk about superhuman Uh, incredible i mean gosh you know i just i can't even i can't even fathom Being that good at something. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Licking your friends from like half court basically and (laughs) getting three pointers.
0: That kind of virtuosic talent is so once in a lifetime. Yeah. Are what's wrong with us that by and large we don't just celebrate virtuosic talent, but instead we tribalize.
1: Ah, yes.
0: And this movie demonstrates that tribalism as nationalism, instead of just rooting for great sportsmen and great sportsmanship, booing somebody who is great. Like, I could never boo Steph Curry. No. You know what I mean? Uh, He could be, you know... uh, my team's the Lakers, you know, yeah. by default, because well, you know. I've just always been a Laker guy. <laughs> I, they, they suck. I get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. You know, sure. but I don't boo them. You know, I, I don't like the way they're playing, but I don't boo them because they're great athletes doing the best yeah. they can. And if the Golden State Warriors come to town and Steph Curry does a number on them, I'm cheering for Steph Curry. Yeah, just you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> not because I'm betraying the Lakers, but because I'm recognizing greatness. Yeah, and I don't care where it's from. Most definitely. And that messaging could have snuck its way into this movie, but it, it doesn't. Could
1: have. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't sneak its way in. <laughs> Because we don't have time for character arcs and for people no. to actually show growth and change.
1: <laughs> You're yeah. cheering for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy pushes his head. I'm like, really? I mean, like,
0: yeah. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, when 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 Rocky is t- told Adrian that he's gonna go fight, you know. Drago and I laughed and, and I turned to Shannon and I said you know if Drago had killed one of my friends I would have said here's some more my friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I mean, there's you mean? no way yeah. I'm gonna go in the ring with this guy yeah. and try to avenge my friends I'd be like yeah. no 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 here's some more friends yeah <laughs> take them all take them all <laughs> I mean and maybe that, 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 that'll give the listener a little bit of where, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't talk and listen to me because I'm an absolute chicken. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also just very realistic. And I know I would die. <laughs> What's the point in dying? Yeah. What purpose has that
1: served? Right. You know. I, That's the thing with the Apollo character. I only thing I would like to see like they show his wife and his kids a little bit I would have loved a little bit more with an interaction between him and his partner uh-huh. and what was her thoughts behind it does she support Apollo no matter what yeah. even if he felt this way you know you get Adrian's side of the deal how she yep. feels but you don't get Apollo's other half about it and I think I would have liked that because he's yeah. so in, I imagine them having this intensity together about it you know yes intense
0: arguments yeah you know you got we got fights.
1: kids you know these little kids yeah and, you, know, you can't like, be
0: doing this you know yeah um all right here, here's a question for you did you find in most of the added scenes did you find the acting to be clunky
1: i found it very clunky especially when I think it was a scene. I want to make sure I remember this was actually an extra scene when they asked Drago, can't you speak for yourself? And he was like,
0: yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was that was extra. Yes. And,
1: That's how we said it. Yes. <laughs> and then nothing happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Dolph Lundgren is like, is he Norwegian? He
1: is uh, Swedish, I believe, actually. Swedish. We looked it up. Yeah. His real name is not Dolph, actually. What it was, is it? It's some... Uh, it's Hans. Hans Hans Langren. Lundgren. Lundgren. And the, yeah, it, it doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> like it's no, like it it's tough. You know, it sounds yeah. tough.
0: I am I'm Hans. Dolph. He is Franz. We are Hans here to you up Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dolph is an interesting choice. It is an interesting choice. I don't know yeah. too many people whose name is Dolph. <laughs> yeah. So, Dolph. Right.
0: I once upon a time, I knew more about Dolph Lundgren, but refreshing my memory, he's an Olympia.
1: Was he in the Olympics? I don't know. I actually, I don't know a lot about him. I just know that. I know
0: he's big into martial arts. Yeah. Um, I know he was just a great athlete. He's obviously a very tall, handsome guy, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to get somebody who's a non-actor, somebody who's never acted before, to get them to play a Swedish guy to get him to play a Russian guy yeah. you know, who doesn't get many, many lines. No, um, I, I don't know how difficult it is to be Swedish and do a Russian accent. Um, but Dolph doesn't really pull it off very well.
1: He doesn't, and um, he sounds very American sounding in a couple of them. Yeah, I'm like what that he lapsed, he lapsed in that accent there, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> and You know, I don't know if dialect coaches were that much of a thing back then, right? but it sure seems like they could have helped him out more or, you know, but who knows. But I think by the time that Creed rolls around, my point in saying this is that he's been in like a hundred movies since then.
1: And a lot of bad movies, honestly, like really bad. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I get it. He's trying to work and stuff. I mean, exactly. I remember Universal Soldier. I was really into that, though, man. When he was with John Claude, I was super into that movie. Honestly, I haven't watched that in like uh, 20 years. I could go for watching that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he, he has
0: grown as an actor. He's grown enough that he can be in a Rocky movie. Yeah. <laughs> he could he can be more in a rocky movie that's why i was disappointed that he wasn't more in that draw because he he'd been in the uh expendables movies yeah. you know yeah. i mean nobody has a big part in those movies except right. stallone right. you know because, of course but but um <laughs> They obviously had still have a really good working relationship with one another and everything and it just would have been nice if Stallone would have taken the time to just written a script that would have been more drago intensive, so we could have seen more out of this character because yeah. the footage obviously from this director's cut, the footage just wasn't there yeah you know That's i mean right. it, it, to 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 expand rocky four to where i to what I think. Sylvester Stallone was hoping he could expand it to, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I, I just don't think there's any amount of editing that's going to give depth to Rocky IV because yeah. the footage wasn't there to begin with. The script yeah, wasn't right. there to begin yeah. with. Yeah. But down the road in this Creed movie, you have this chance to really do some justice to it and then and it just didn't you know And once again just kind of glazed over that story yeah and gave it a few nice moments but moments don't make a story
1: that's true yeah you
0: know they, they just make moments and i think that's oftentimes the difference between a movie that we enjoyed and we even like loved let's let's put it that way like yeah. like this rocky four movie i can still say that i i kind of love this movie <laughs> me too despite all the criticisms but it's just a movie of moments it is it's not a cohesive let's just call it film yeah i mean especially when you dissect it and compare it to rocky 1 and rocky 2 especially yeah but even rocky 3 which is also is a much lesser film than rocky 1 and 2 right. but it's still a strong kind of rocky movie it's still yeah it's rocky 3 is also almost you can see it moving that way rocky 3 is kind of a movie of moments as well it's true but but it has a strong enough through line that that it's still a pretty good film but and and the moments are so strong yeah like when like the interactions between rocky and mick in rocky 3 are so strong so strong and then rocky adapting to apollo and they're seeing their relationship grow that's so strong yeah and even rocky's relationship with paulie you know him bailing him out of jail at the beginning yeah. they yeah. have the little scuffle in the parking lot yeah. and and all this stuff uh, all those moments are so strong that you forgive rocky three for all of its weaknesses yeah Rocky IV is harder to forgive for its weaknesses because the moments just aren't as strong. Yeah. And they just never were. And and this re-edit tries to make them stronger, but it just wasn't there to begin with.
1: Yeah. and I think it's (laughs) unlike a lot of movies that are shot nowadays, they're almost shot with the idea of having a tremendous amount of footage for a director's cut, that you could follow Mm -hmm. it up with something cameras always rolling no matter what in between yeah. and it's gonna you're gonna get a documentary out of it you're gonna get a lot of stuff coming from that universe not just the movie and i think if it was in this time you may have a more robust two-hour movie two an hour 15 minute director's cut because there's just so much footage and i think you're right i just don't think there's enough footage. I yeah. think they had to scrap together whatever little morsels they had you know, <laughs> and just insert little tiny, like five second scenes sometimes, yeah. you know, like. Because they they use so
0: much footage from previous Rocky films. Yeah. And this movie is still a really Spartan runtime. Yeah. It's really short. And and especially story wise, it's really short. Yeah. Because, you know, we get two fights and basically kind of two training montages the pre-Adrian coming to Russia and the post-Adrian coming to Russia, like montages. And then you get this excessively long, you know, end fight. I mean, excessively long end fight. <laughs> to the point where you're just like, knock me out, you know? Yeah, hit the one in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rock, hit the one in the middle.
0: Is it just me or did those jokes land better years ago? They landed better. I didn't laugh at it this time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It felt like, and I don't even know if those instances were re-edited. You have to put them side by side to to know, really. But it felt like those moments just landed. But maybe we were just younger and we just liked it, even if it didn't land.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I tell you a part that I love. Maybe this sounds really cheesy but in a fighting movie, like where his trainer says, you know, you got to go out all your heart, all your, you know, all, all your heart, all your power, bring all yeah. your love. Yeah. I don't know why that hit me in a certain way, because it seems so opposite of what you would tell somebody to bring all your love and for this, but I love yeah. that line. I just love it so much.
0: That, that That's a, that's a really good discussion right there to have to, talk about the multifaceted of human, of our humanity. Yeah. yeah. And that when we're in a fight with somebody, and I don't mean a physical violently yeah. fight, you know, or whatever. I, I was just having this conversation with somebody recently talking about marriage. And I said, I think marriage is uh, the art of taking sides with somebody, even when you know they're wrong. Yeah. Because that's that love. And, and I said, that doesn't mean you don't argue yeah. That doesn't mean you don't disagree. That means you're disagreeing in the way where you're still both on the same side. Right. Right. That's coming into an argument with love. That's coming into a fight with love. Yeah. And that's bringing that humanity to something like a sport. Yes. Where you don't actually hate the other person. You don't actually want right. to kill anybody. Right. You love and appreciate the talent, the work, the effort, the heart, the, the drive of the other person and you're just trying trying to see who who wants it bad enough, I guess, or maybe maybe who's the better, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about who's better; it's about who was better that day.
1: Yeah, what happened that day, you know? You yeah. could play a hundred times, <laughs> and you never the outcome could be back and forth. You
0: Any win, one time, Sunday, I win one Sunday, you know. Time,
1: you know, like yeah. <laughs> maybe it is lopsided sometimes, but I just love is just like to say that word love. Bring all your love to this fight, you know. Like I don't hear that. <laughs> I never yeah. hear that in sports, and it brings up a larger thing. Is I was telling my wife, I was like, "Where are the good sports movies nowadays?" By the way, where yeah. are these movies? It's like nobody yeah. wants to make a good sports movie anymore.
0: Like, I don't know of a good one since Warrior.
1: Like, where, like where is it? Where are they?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, Warrior is a, is a good one for us to dissect on, yeah. another, on another podcast. But where
1: are they? Like, there's like yeah. there's no effort to create. Anything close to like an any given Sunday, the program, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whatever version of sports movie there is, you know, because in sports it's an endless mine, you know, to, to, to
0: tap into. Yeah, you'll you'll never you'll you'll never run out of the analogy and, and the way that sports progress and and mm-hmm. how they change and evolve and how uh, the the culture of sports evolves and stuff like that it's a never-ending gold mine of great um analogy and
1: metaphor and and all these things where's the blue chips with nick nolte man yeah (laughs) that's a great sports movie point shaving and stuff and Shaq and penny hard away it's amazing man man.
0: yeah and and well i mean did you forget about Space Jam 2?
1: No, because I don't watch it No, <laughs> I <laughs> don't see it either. No, I'm not no, watching I'm not that watching
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What was the other one? Uh, Uncle... Uncle some Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. I didn't watch that no, one either. I don't either. need to don't. watch yeah.
1: Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 like, you know, like I remember like the 90s had so many hits for sports movies. And it's yeah. like, well. Eh. We're not doing those movies anymore. And it's kind of like the superhero arc start taking over and stuff. It's like, where are the sports movies, man? Yeah. No, it would be,
0: oh, I guess our our version of a, a remake of 48 hours needs to be a sports movie. I know. Version of it, come on. You know,
1: where are the replacements? That was funny. I mean, I'm like... the replacements is great.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I just love sports so much and I don't care what sport it is.
1: Right. It doesn't matter,
0: you know, uh, because all sports, you know, hang on similar metaphors, although you can get something very different out of each one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you no, know, you're right. It's, it's, uh, and maybe we're not being fair. Maybe we just haven't seen them. Maybe they're out there. Maybe. Um, but they're being overshadowed. Yeah by all the latest blockbusters. Right. Which most of which, you know, when did we need to have a blockbuster every month? <laughs> right. Do You know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And when, you know, we used to be like but like the summer, blockbuster summer season, blockbusters. Summer yeah. blockbusters, yeah. And, uh, but now it's like the summer blockbuster season every month. <laughs> yeah. Part of that is the whole superhero craze, the whole sure. you know Disney owning everything now. I yeah. mean, and they just yeah. want to capitalize on on everything all the time. Yeah, it's not a big blockbuster; it's the latest you know uh, streaming show and everything yeah. like that. You know, so and they're just really milking this stuff. Holy cow, are they're they milking, milking this it.
1: stuff? You know, I have some insight into that a little bit because I had a couple of film directors on the podcast and uh, Hollywood TV. Uh, folks and it used to be that you know you would shoot everything like january february when you're on like a tv schedule yeah. for things and then once streaming happened and all this that they got rid of that whole schedule so now they just shoot constantly throughout the year yeah. so you're getting blockbusters all the time because there's no like seasonality to shooting movies anymore mm. hey, it must be good for work i think it's probably great for work
0: but if you're in that industry you're probably thinking this is fantastic right because i'm working all the
1: time you're working a lot but i guess that's what's really changed hollywood and obviously with the streaming now things are coming out straight to platforms versus movie yeah. theaters or simultaneously like the matrix coming out resurrections you know movie theater hbo max yes. you know type of thing
0: so last thing i know we're running out of time but um good have you have you uh watched oh gosh midnight mass on netflix i
1: definitely have all of the episodes man
0: i haven't finished it yet
1: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) that that's worthy of a podcast episode midnight
1: mass is one of my favorite series of all time of all time So, so i
0: haven't finished it but um like I say, but so far, I'm like four episodes in. So far, I'm gonna agree with you.
1: Dude, I, it gets you know, better. It gets it better happens. after like crazy better.
0: Because my favorite part of it is all the conversations. You know, the, the the story so far for me, the story, uh you know, the the um supernatural part of the story. Yeah has served for just so many great conversations. And for me, that's the whole point. And that's, you know, I'm, don't spoil anything for me, but I'm actually kind of worried about it going in a different direction, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm a big X-Files fan.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: And one of the things I love about the X-Files is that they spend just a lot of time just talking about stuff, you know, and and looking around and seeing and, you know, there's not a whole lot of action yeah and that's one of the things that i've been really happy about with this midnight (laughs) mass show is that you get a few glimpses Mm. you know of things happening but it's mostly these really intense very insightful extremely deep conversations
1: yes Well, the director, Mike Flanagan, is an excellent director. And he's done a lot of excellent movies. But he talks like, when you're done watching the whole thing, you got to read his interview about the movie and why he made every episode the way he did. And like, I think you would really like it because you like the deep stuff. I like it too. But like, it it just makes sense. Like there's a scene, I won't tell you what it is, but there's a scene where like, It ends pretty dramatically and Uh, there's almost like this nothingness. And he says, I did that because that's how it would be in real life. That's what would happen. It wouldn't, it's not a movie. This is what would happen in real life. If this thing happened to another person.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, that was so like
1: true. It's so true.
0: I love that. And, and it, all right we, we need to save it uh, you, you know got it. i'm telling just, you like just, it's worth it we just like, need to, we, we just a need ton to, of like, time next month we just need to like
1: talk about this show You watch it I'm, and i'm ready i'm already ready man yeah, you watch it we'll do midnight mass because it's it's a big conversation huge I mean, conversation
0: talk about the opposite of rocky four <laughs>
1: I mean, big from, you know, Monsignor Pruitt and the supernatural aspect of it to the people on the island. I mean, it's just like, everything is gets really developed big time.
0: Monsignor Pruitt is one of my favorite characters, uh, I think ever. He's amazing. And that actor is just so good. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I've seen him in anything else.
1: He looks familiar to me, but uh, like I watched him. Like I was okay. Let's before we stop. I I'm obsessed with Midnight Mass so much so that I would go back and watch like the like the interviews that they did with all the actors. Uh huh. And the guy who plays Monsignor Pruitt, he seems like a crazy guy in real life. Like like really like (laughs) he's Uh, like really jumpy, like really jumpy guy, like super animated. Uh and it's like but like his role like how he performs and, and you'll see like his arc is awesome it's it's awesome man like you're gonna yeah. love it you're gonna literally love you're gonna you're not gonna want it to end when it ends you're gonna be like please don't end please
0: oh man <laughs> well just his sermons oh he gives and and, and once again, we gotta just save it. But <laughs> I, I mean, even when I'm not completely agreeing with him, I still wish he was my pastor. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I still just like this is how preaching's supposed to be done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the in depth conversation that Christianity should be having. And and for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you, yeah. but it's coming from a weird place once you watch the show and you realize where it's coming from it is but these are the conversations that christianity needs needs to be having with itself yes not with the rest of the world (laughs) these are the conversations christianity needs to be having with itself totally agree talk about
1: that next episode totally agree i actually have a guest coming on a couple weeks and our whole conversation is about christian nationalism Mm. and ending how to end Christian nationalism, actually, in the sense that um, of this crazy turn that's taken towards almost this Trump Christian nationalism, this crazy ultra evangelical over the top, yeah, very antithesis of what's actually the truth behind it, type this craziness. Uh, I think you'd be interested I think in the conversation.
0: Yeah, oh definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm tuning in for that for sure. Yeah, that's is a I, big I try one. to tune into all your episodes. No, but, I appreciate you know, it, I
1: mean man. it's it's that
0: that's a conversation I I'm I really want to have with every, you know, I, it's like I just want to gather all of you know, I I'm not familiar enough with African Christians to have this right. conversation with them. I want to gather up all the American Christians yeah, and just yeah. have this conversation. <laughs> You know, and it needs to be a tough love conversation. Yeah, you know, what like I mean? Monsignor
1: Pruitt, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, like... it just needs to be. You know, uh, you know. It, it, if I could summarize it in in just a couple of words, get your shit together. Exactly,
1: get your <laughs> shit together, man. Exactly. Well said. A good way to end the yeah. whole there, Simon. I love our friendship that we've moved beyond even this amazing 12 albums project now we're doing movies man how cool is that fantastic i'm loving this yeah thank you for suggesting it and uh it's just any chance i get to spend time with you i'm very grateful for
0: yeah me as well man me as well yeah thanks man i appreciate you all right i'll talk to you real soon all right man your favorite band's about to play a sold out show you got
1: in Over here! With a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. At Kroger, no matter where you order
0: free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever Start your cart with the Kroger app and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more. Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone.